Welcome to the Roadmap to Wealth podcast, the number one show for people who are looking to learn how to create passive income and achieve financial independence for you and your family. I'm your host, Elena Morel, entrepreneur, international real estate investor, speaker, and author of Make Millions Retire Young, the ultimate global real estate investor's guide. Let's go now to today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Wealth podcast. Today, we're going to talk with Jeff Povino. He is a successful sales entrepreneur, business consultant, digital marketing strategist, and startup mentor. Jeff helps entrepreneurs grow their business by increasing their profitability and scalability by lowering this customer acquisition cost. Welcome, Jeff. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Elena. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. <laughs> Tell us how you started as an entrepreneur. Well, I think I've always had this underlying desire to be involved in business at some aspect. As a younger teenager, uh, starting with my first jobs in retail, I always migrated very quickly to a managerial position. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the peak of my career, after working for a VC-funded startup in the healthcare space. I was with them for about three years. And when that tenure there ended is when I really was looking at how do I take my experience in business and do something on my own. So I think that that last uh, career that I had was the, the final straw that really wanted to, you know, allow me to look at becoming an entrepreneur. Okay, I see. So it was the beginning. So when you started Boost Media Group? When I started Boost Media Group, um, I was involved in a few different real estate ventures, related ventures, and we had always done our own marketing. So um, in-house, we we didn't do it through an agency. We had hired the core team in-house and when the market collapsed in 2007 and eight, yes, we just decided, why don't we pivot and take this internal team that's done such a great job marketing our entrepreneurial business ventures and provide marketing services? Since there's nothing we can do in real estate at the moment, yeah, we, we, we did that and we fell in love with doing marketing and we've been doing marketing ever since. It'll be 10 years uh, in January. Uh, what makes you feel passionate? You told me you, you love marketing. What makes you feel passionate about marketing? You know, it's for me, it's oddly enough, it's less about marketing and it's more about helping the business and the business owner. Most of the businesses that we work with are small to mid-sized businesses and we're interacting with the executive team or the owner themselves. And we're, we find that we're very, very different than most every other agency out there is that we really strive to gain an understanding in how the business operates and what you know what how to in, improve their profitability and their P&Ls and so we're really having a direct impact on the business and helping the business owner which is out of everything what I love the most yes i see it it's absolutely important every business needs marketing that's for sure Tell me, what was the most difficult challenge when you started Boost Media Group? You know, um, because I wasn't a marketing expert and I never worked at an agency, mm-hmm. and the decision to pivot 
out of the real estate industry and launch a marketing agency, the biggest challenge was learning the competition because we didn't have a lot of experience in working with agencies because we had done this in-house for years. Mm-hmm. And you know, all of a sudden we decide to launch this business. We've never worked inside of an agency. We haven't worked with too many agencies. So that was the biggest challenge was learning uh, the landscape of our own marketplace, if you will. Yes, yes. Actually, as as far as I know, uh, there are a lot of marketing agencies now in the United States and the market is pretty difficult right now. What is your project or accomplishment that you consider the most important that you uh, have in your life? Well, I I don't know if I have just one. I think that for me, the most important thing is to not be afraid of failure. I've had a lot of success in my life, but admittedly, I've had a lot of failure too. And sometimes you're going to fail within your own successes, meaning I run a very successful marketing agency, but we try all the time, uh, new things all the time and, and sometimes they're failures. And it's that testing of data from a statistical standpoint of learning what's going to work and what's not going to work. And if you're really going to push the envelope, you're going to have to fail a lot in order to find what's going to work really well. And so for me, I think it's understanding that as as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and as an agency that carries through to every aspect of my life. And I think that's one of the most important concepts. Yeah, as I said, it's, there is no failure, it's feedback. <laughs> so yes, failure is something that we need actually when you start any business. So failure, it's nothing wrong with it. It's just need to to correct your way after this and make the good decisions. Yeah, so, it's a, you know, you know what's not going to work now. That's exciting. Yes, exactly. Like most people are like, "Oh my god, I failed." And and for me it's no. I now I learned what's not going to work. I'm that much closer to figure out what's going to work. A lot of people stop at that spot of failing uh-huh. a few times where they don't realize how close they are to the epiphany of what's really going to work and what's really going to crush it and and to be excited about those failures cuz now we know what not to do. So yeah, if if you can find them exciting, you uh-huh. you've really kind of won the game. You know, it's absolutely true. Sometimes it can be so hard especially for young entrepreneurs and they have a lot of failures sometimes. It's not just one. And they abandon it. But they say that the night, the most darkest hour, is before the sunset. And it's the same thing in the business. Sometimes the people just abandon the thing and it, it was just the next thing that happens sometimes. But you're absolutely sure that you need to, to go on and especially don't repeat the same mistakes. But right, right. Yeah, that's, that's very important because sometimes we make failure, but we blame not ourselves, but other circumstances and we repeat the same thing. This is stupid. <laughs> so tell me about a project or accomplishment that you consider, I guess I cut it. What was the best experience you had since you become an entrepreneur? Well, I'm going to talk about a project that um, we started close to four years ago. Um, I met a an athlete at the time in bodybuilding who was going into his second Olympia title as a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. And, and he really didn't have much of an e-commerce or online marketing presence that was generating him any sort of significant income. And it really struck me by surprise. And I'm looking at somebody who's at the top of their game and 
they, you know, are winning championship medals in their class. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this is such a perfect opportunity for you to be, you know, monetizing at this time in your life. If you were to look at this person and they were like a NFL star or an NBA star, they would have all kinds of endorsements. And that's, you know, one area that they would be able to get paid. So, and keep in mind, this was about three, almost four years ago. And so what we did is we approached him and, and I gotten to know him through some mutual friends. He was uh, from the Sacramento area. And what we did was build his entire, you know, online marketing presence website and funnel and helped him grow his audience. Uh, and that funnel, you know, year one, we did six figures and mm -hmm. year two, we did about halfway between six figures and seven figures. And year three, we were at seven figures in the, in the funnel. And, and so we, that really catapulted us into a whole nother level of marketing. Before that, we were really more of a digital marketing agency that did just websites and mm -hmm. branding and maybe social media management and advertising. But now we're managing very complex, elaborate marketing funnels that are generating very significant income for whether you're an e-commerce business or a retail business or, or what have you, we're able to put together those complex strategies now and execute it all because we saw that opportunity and made it happen. Yes, it was absolutely amazing experience. And thank you for sharing it. It's absolutely fantastic. But for the other side, look, if your business collapsed today, what would you do next? Well, because I'm a serial entrepreneur and I have, I tell people all the time, joking, I have a sickness. It, it's hard for me not to be involved in multiple things. Okay. Um, and so, as you can imagine, I've got multiple business ventures that uh, that I'm involved with. And if something happened to Boost, then Boost Media Group, I would just probably defer to focusing on some of those other ventures. But if if something happened to everything, there's something inside of me. And, and I told this to my wife when I met her, there's just no real chance that I'm ever going to be happy with ever taking like a normal path and having a career and having a job. I really love being an entrepreneur. I love what I do. And so if I lost everything, I would scratch crawl to do whatever it takes to start whatever I thought was going to be the next venture. You know, I've had ups and downs in my life. And uh, there's been times where I've been in down situations. I wouldn't say I've lost everything, mm -hmm. but I've been, you know, not where most people would want to be, not where most people that have a career would ever think of, of ending up. And I think that's part of the life of an entrepreneur as well as you do go from failures to successes all the time in, in business seasons and cycles. And so as a more mature entrepreneur, I think that's why I've got multiple kind of business ventures I'm involved with, but it would be no different than the first time I failed versus now I would start everything over from scratch. If I had to go to garage sales and buy stuff and sell it on eBay, I would do that versus getting a job. That's just, oh, that's that's just where I think it's in, ingrained in me in my DNA. Uh, yes, I absolutely agree with you. Me too. I also have several different business just to be stable, you know, I like to diversify my activities also because of previous uh, experience. And yes, it's something addictive, don't you think, to be an entrepreneur? Uh, I've never seen somebody who failed. Yes, I've heard about them, but I don't know personally. 
that somebody who failed and didn't want to start another business. You see, right. uh, I've never seen a person who, after being a successful entrepreneur, just say, okay, I failed, so I need to give up everything and I go back and I start working again for somebody else. So you see, it's very little possible for, for the businessman. But for example, how would you start over if you don't have any capital? There, there's always um, ways to get capital or raise capital. You know, I'm very skilled as a as a practitioner in my trade now. In the beginning, I wasn't. You know, ten years ago when we launched the agency publicly, I didn't know much about marketing at all as a practitioner. Meaning, I couldn't get in and and develop a website if I had to. I couldn't get in and optimize for SEO if I had to. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there would be a lot of ways that I would be able to generate income as a freelancer working, whether it's just online or on specific projects, whether it be setting up somebody's website or doing their Facebook ads, or maybe setting up their CRM, you know, over the course of all these years in business, there's a lot of skills that you learn along the way. And so I think somebody who has experience as an entrepreneur, and if they're at that point where they're in between things and they just went through something that was a failure that they're looking for their next big thing. I think they need to look inside themselves and see what skills they've learned along the way and where those things might be valuable because they could just start off with just themselves and offering the skills in trade for, you know, some type of monetary compensation and then reinvesting from there. Yeah. Thank you very much for this experience. Can you please share a person that has an impact on you as an entrepreneur or maybe somebody who mentored you? How did they influence you? Can I name two people? Yes, of course. It can be several people. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, the first one um, is my business coach. His name is John Pyron. Everybody I know calls him the business doctor. Uh, (laughs) I met him. um, Actually, it was like the week of Christmas this last year and uh, started working with him sometime right around mid-February or March-ish. And I've never had a a business coach. And when I met him, I realized that through conversations, he's telling me about some of the people that he currently worked with or has worked with in the past. And two very, very good friends of mine that are entrepreneurs, and I know them very, very well, never knew Mm -hmm. John Pyron was their business coach. And it just blew me away. And in his insight and help in my business has been invaluable. And it's something that once I started working with him, I looked back and I was like, why didn't I do this 10 years ago? Just having a <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Having a professional mentor in my life, especially from a business perspective, there's so many like blind corners that I didn't see coming, that having the right coach or mentor working with you, it's just game changing. It's been very refreshing and it's helped me to grow tremendously as a person, as a business owner, as a boss, it's helped the business. And I think if you were to talk to my team, they'd probably say, man, Jeff's just a whole different person, not as stressed, or maybe doesn't yell sometimes. Like, you know, so there's just been this huge impact on my life. So I, I wanted to, to mention the value of having a personal coach. Um, and I think he would be one of the key contacts or people that's had a huge impact on my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the second person who I'm sure other entrepreneurs listening to this probably know of him, and he's not a 
personal mentor, like I don't know him personally, but Gary Vaynerchuk is somebody that I listen ah, to course, <laughs> all the time. And he's had a huge impact on my entrepreneurial life. And I just resonate him with him so well. There's so many people that I listen to their content or their podcasts or watch their video, but you know, with Gary, it's just, I can't think of one person who's impacted me more than him over the years. Cause I've been listening to him for, you know, at least eight, nine, maybe even close to 10 years. And from when he was involved with wine library and, and so on. So I just, I really, really think that he speaks the truth and doesn't sugarcoat things. And he gives a lot of very practical advice that anybody can implement. Thank you for this share. Yes, I absolutely agree with you of the value of being coached, to bring a coach or mentor in your life. And I say this because uh, a lot of young entrepreneurs, they don't want or they don't trust coaching. They think they can do everything themselves. It's maybe some kind of vanity or something. But as you said, myself, I also been coached several times in my life. And every time, it was like skyrocketing everything. It was like the speed of my business development. It was just huge. So, yes, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, taking a board on a coach it can be absolutely amazing. And, yes, I also agree with you. Gary is somebody is absolutely amazing person. He is fantastic. So, yeah, he is. Like, yes, he is absolutely fantastic. He is great, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of uh, interesting people, but he is one of the brightest. So, next question is, People sometimes think that business is difficult and often ends in failure. Why do you think they think of it? And why do you think they don't, um, they don't start business, actually? I'm asking this question because uh, there are a lot of people who listen to podcasts, read books, to trainings, everything, but never really start something. And I think the most important problem of it, because they uh, they fear of failure, they actually fear the things. And my goal for this question is for you to have your opinion why they have this fear and how they can uh, eliminate it or lower it, something like this, from your point of view. Because I'm thinking that when you just started for the very first time, you also had fears. You also had some ideas about failure. So how did you overcome with it? I think that's a very interesting question. Uh, and I, I do notice that in other friends, uh, family members, you know, because I'm an entrepreneur, they'll often talk to me about ideas that they have. And I think that a fear of failure is, is a big component that probably everybody can relate to. I think there's another component of it too, is, you know, it's very easy to like do the research on something and think that you might not be ready for it. A lot of times people's ideas may have nothing to do with their line of work. Like if, if somebody works at a, a supermarket or grocery store and they're checking out your full of groceries and they come up with an idea that's not related to their job or their business, there's sometimes this fear of not knowing it, like not knowing it all. Like I, I need to really understand this and perfect it before I try to start it. And I think that's something being afraid to fail can be part of it, but also being afraid to do it wrong and being afraid to uh, look dumb, like you don't know what you're doing and to maybe it's to let the customer down that you're going to sell your services to and, and have them, you know, feel like you didn't provide value to them in exchange for whatever they paid you. I think the fears can be 
monumental if you let them compound in your head like that. But I think at some point you just get got to get out there on the field and play. Like, you know, if you remember when you were a kid, yeah, if you, you know, you, you're a kid and the first time you played basketball and the first time you played kickball or soccer or whatever it was, you didn't study a playbook. Absolutely. <laughs> Never. Nothing. Yes. No, they just throw you in the game and they yell at you like, no, 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 kick the ball and do go this way and go that way. And, they, and you figure it out as you go. And I think that if there was advice that I could give to somebody that's in that situation is you got to find a balance to doing your research and learning a little versus figuring it out as you go. And because especially in today's age where you can Google something and learn just about anything in five minutes. There are a lot of information over the net now, a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I I think that's, I I don't know if I answered the question because I I, kind of started talking and maybe forgot. No, no, no. no, The question was what stopped them actually? What things, I think that is end of failure, how we can help them to finally start something. Yeah, I, I think sometimes it's just, you know, not knowing everything about it and, and needing that push, of, you know, like I you said, see, to help just get started. Yes. You'll figure it out along the way. You see, you just need to start and the best thing, take a mentor. <laughs> yep. Take a mentor. It also can help you when you start out and you have fears. And yes, as I said, you have to just start and then you will figure out after five failures or six failures. <laughs> happens to everybody it's normal failure is something that's normal so just be prepared for it don't spend a lot of money on the pivot it's absolutely Absolutely. important absolutely but need to test several pivots before you know i knew a guy he tested 43 pivots before he found something and he became a millionaire with it but it's another story (laughs) for another day he's absolutely exceptional he was about 40 years old already when he uh, finally started to make money with his business but before it was a disaster sometimes that's what it takes yes but it's seldom yeah normally it's something like fifth idea it can be good one already sometimes it's even the first but it's very seldom the fifth is normally okay but for him it was something too <laughs> something difficult so what skills or habits helped you to become successful finally um it's not so much one specific skill or habit as much as it is having a routine with those skills and habits for me, at least, I know other people that they don't need to have a routine. But for me, if I'm in the right routine, then I am highly effective. And when I get out of that routine, then I'm not effective. For example, you know, I, I try to get up around 5.30, 6 a.m. I will work out in the morning, even if it's just walking my dogs for an hour while I listen to spiritual or motivational content on my iPhone Mm -hmm. while I'm doing that. And then I will go into my workday. And at the end of my workday, I always have some time to relax with my wife. I try to eat dinner with her at the table and as much as I can and not in front of the computer so that I'm having interaction with other people. I, I, I need to be involved with networking groups so that I'm interacting with other business owners and I'm not just in my own world running my business. And I've got to get at least six, seven hours of sleep. If I don't do those things, and, oh, I forgot one of the most important pieces is eating healthy. Yes. If, if, I don't, if I don't do those things, I'm 
I can be effective compared to maybe an average person, but I'm not as effective as I need to be as an entrepreneur. Yeah, we have well, entrepreneurs. We need to have a certain rigorosity in uh, our life, effectively. Yeah, myself, I'm I'm more chaotic. It's because it's me, and I function this way because routine thing. It's finally cut my creativity. I can say, but. In my chaos, I also have some organizational process. It is absolutely mine. And also, if I um, I break this process, I also can lose my productivity. So it's very important for me to some kind of different way of productivity. Productivity for for people like me, <laughs> chaotic. So now I would like to. Yeah. I think it's about self-awareness. You have to understand yourself. You have to yeah, take the time absolutely. to understand. We're different. We're, we're all different, you know. Yes. Uh, it's, it's absolutely my my day. I give myself freedom to do whatever I like to do, but it's um, it's always only in the blocks. I have three blocks a day, in the morning, in the midnight, and in the, in the evening. For this block, I can only use one type of job, but they can switch it, you see? So I can, for example, in the morning, I do routinely things that I hate, something like this, something that demand a lot of attention. I'm not very happy with And the, during the daytime, I do something that uh, has nothing to do with business for, for my personal thing, for example. And in the evening, I can do writing, recording, this kind of stuff, you know. But you see, I can switch all my days. So uh, I don't feel myself like a prisoner in some kind of routinely thing. So as you say, we are all different, so yes, if you are more organized, like yourself, uh, my uh, listeners can take your type of uh, organizational day. If or more chaotic people, you can use my scheme, for example. So now it's time for fun questions. Huh? Are you ready? Yep. Okay. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? If I could have one superpower. Yeah. What would it be? I, I you know. I would want to see the future. Like I'd want to be able to jump forward uh, a year and see what worked and what didn't work. I think that would be the ultimate superpower. Yes, it's absolutely ultimate superpower. So like this, you can you can adjust the things that you chose as you do this uh, in, the, in now. Yes, it can be very yes. smart of you. Yeah, it's absolutely smart because actually I collect these ideas for now. Teleportation was my favorite, but for now, maybe in the future, it can be very great. <laughs> Okay. Absolutely. So, if you could turn back in time and talk to your 18 years old self, what would you tell him? You know, when I when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, I had done well in my limited life experience. Like I was saying earlier, when I would work jobs in retail, I would always get promoted to managerial position because it's just a natural thing in me to want to take over and lead. But I I didn't go to college and I wasn't a very good student and I was insecure about that when I was younger. And especially I think now it's a lot more acceptable, but I think growing up in the era, at least when I grew up, I'll be 50 years old next year. I was born in, you know, 1970. And so when I was in the late eighties, early nineties, it was, it was very uncommon. Like entrepreneur wasn't a cool thing yet. And so I felt very insecure in my career paths when I would apply for a job that said, you know, college degree required, or I'd work next to someone who had a college degree. And it wasn't until later in my career 
that I realized that there's certain things that I had gifts in that I could run circles around people that had degrees. And that degree really didn't mean anything in the performance of what I was doing. Mm. If I applied myself, if I was willing to go the extra mile, if I was willing to learn it, I could outwork somebody that had a degree. I would work twice as hard. I would do twice as much. And I would make sure I was as good or if not better. And if I could go back and and tell myself that those insecurities didn't matter, I think that that would have had a huge impact on me. Thank you for this. It's absolutely amazing because I think it resonates with a lot of people who actually the young persons too, who are now uh, choosing their way to go to college or not to go to college. It's absolutely true. I, when you're talking, I was thinking about that a lot of people who didn't actually do any proper education, as you say, in college degree, now earning more than the schoolmates, they did college, actually. I right. know a lot yes. of examples like this. It's strange, but it's... It's yeah. much more acceptable now. And I think that's great. I think, the, and on, this, on, you know, on the same note, there's nothing wrong if you mm -hmm. want to go to college or... Absolutely. If, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that path. It's, I'm just saying it's not for everybody and it, it should never be viewed as something that impedes you from your success. Yes, it doesn't mean that you will be in security too. Yep, absolutely. It doesn't provide security at all, actually. I know a lot of people who did a lot of studies in their life. They have a um, master's degree and everything, but they can't just find a job at 40s, 50s years old. They have fired and they don't find any job. So it can be a nightmare, actually. So it's not, it's not a security. When I hear someone even today say that, oh, I can't do that. I don't have a degree. And, you know, make, I know, I, no, you can't. Possible. Yeah, don't ever say that. Yeah. So, you know, I think it, it, it affects people. And I just really love to tell anybody listening that don't let that affect you if that, if that advice helps you at all. It's absolutely a wrong idea because you see, for example, for us entrepreneurs, there is no school in, in the world that gives us the real uh, idea how to be an entrepreneur. Because uh, even in business school and everything, they don't prepare business owners. They prepare uh, the manager, actually, the people who, who manage businesses, but not exactly how to run a business from A to Z. So we have to figure it out by ourselves and we do it. <laughs> well, and I think it comes down to this. It, it doesn't matter if a school even the most prestigious school in the world yeah. mm -hmm. tells you how good you are at something. What really means a hundred times more than that is what the marketplace thinks about how good you are at something. So you could decide you're going to learn whatever the skill set is. And if the marketplace resonates with you providing that service or that skill to the world, the degree is insignificant. Absolutely. The marketplace wins every time on the value of that. So it, it just it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Yes, and especially right now, there are a lot of new kind of job that appears every year. You're in marketing. You know what I'm speaking about. Instagram yes. specialist, social media specialist. It didn't exist 10 years ago. And for the future, it will be the same thing. So it's, it doesn't matter. So the next question is, what are you not very good at? Oh man, sometimes <laughs> I'm, I'm not very good at, uh, maybe listening. It, it would be uh, one. Um, I, I like to think I am, but when I'm, when I've made up my mind about moving a certain direction, 
a lot of times I'm not listening to the noise or feedback or the collateral damage that maybe going that direction is yeah. causing as intuitively as I could be, right? Or maybe I'm taking action too fast without asking or getting buy-in from certain team members and so on. So I'm, I'm very much a, a man of action where I don't, I don't need a lot of times do a lot of research to have a gut reaction to something and take action. And I think sometimes that, you know, maybe it would behoove me to slow down just a microsecond. And <laughs> so maybe listening in those, in those uh, stances would be uh, a little better at times. Yes, I see. Yeah, uh, sometimes, you know, it's difficult to say it's uh, because of your waiting for some, because sometimes you see taking action quickly is not always a bad thing. No, no, I think, I think it's actually a very good thing. A lot of times, though, I think I've always thought, I've thought I, at that time, I'm, I see the landscape very well. It's one of my gifts. And so when people are trying to tell me about what about this, what about that, I'm going, yeah, 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 I've already thought of all those things. I understand it. In my personality, I'd rather move a certain direction and get the momentum going than understand exactly where I'm going. I, I often explain it like this. If I'm, if I'm in California and I know that I'm going towards the East Coast, whether I end up in New York or New Jersey or Pennsylvania or even Florida, at the point that I decide to move is pretty insignificant. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, so if I start traveling that direction, I know I'm headed the right way. And I, I use that analogy to help people visualize in business. If you know the direction you want to go, you don't necessarily know where you, you don't need to know where you're going to end up. Let's just yeah. start moving the right direction. And, and I operate very much like that. Yes, it's absolutely interesting. Yes, I agree with you. It's a good metaphor, actually. And I like it very much. Now, if you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, this, this could be fun, easy. Um, so I mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk. Yes, I will think that mentors. you will tell it. I will show right? you. Right, so yes. awesome, awesome guy. <laughs> I would love to have dinner with him. Michael Jordan, he was my childhood superhero. Yeah. Um, so I'd be interested to also hear the conversations between Gary and Jordan since he's not a Chicago Bulls fan. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, lastly would be Walt Disney. If there was one person in business I that is beyond my life who's passed that I would want to go back and meet, he is the number one person I'd want to meet, Walt Disney. Yes, he is absolutely amazing person. As a businessman, as a person, he's fantastic. So yeah, I understand your choice. It's absolutely a great choice you made. Um, what is the best tip for making the world a better place? How do you make a world a better place? Well, I, I think that, you know, you've got to be able to find purpose. Or at least I would hope, I, I God's a strong word. I would hope that you would be able to find purpose in what you do what you do for your career or for your hobbies. Like I think that we, we help business owners and help them grow their business. And I think that helps in some small way, make the world a better place. I know that uh, I like, you know, when you ask me what I enjoy the most, that, that's the part I enjoy the most. Um, there's some things that I'm working on that like are private. I, I guess not private. I don't mind sharing. Like one of my goals in the next year is 
to learn how to drop ship. Like I've never built a drop shipping website, mm -hmm. right? And there's a lot, you know, if you were to go online and, and go to YouTube and look at drop shipping, there's tons of people that either are making money or claim that they're making money on doing drop shipping. And so it's just one of those personal things that I want to actually do that myself, not like have my team do it. I want to learn it, do it and perfect it. And, and it's not because I need the money. It's I want to, I want to perfect that skill because I think it would be great to be able to teach or mentor underprivileged children or maybe somebody who's trying to start their life over. Maybe they just got out of prison and they're on parole. And I think that when people look at their situations and they think they're limited by their past and their surroundings, that there's, it's just, that's just one very simple example of how anybody can go out and make a tremendous living if they master a skill. So I've never done it. I want to master it, not again for me to make money, but I've, I've got these visions of where I'd be able to maybe apply it and help people realize something in their life that they would never be able to see or realize without that mentorship. Thank you very much. It's absolutely fantastic, your project. And I hope you will go and find it. You and you will achieve it finally. So uh, share the best advice you can give to the listeners. The best advice I can give to anybody listening is to, to not quit. Whatever it is you're doing, just don't give up until you've decided you've changed your mind. Like, I will fail at something repeatedly over and over again, and it'll eventually work. Or I'm going to pivot and change directions. I mean, just just the the sheer way that Boost Media Group was launched. We were in the real estate industry, and we pivoted and launched a marketing agency. So we changed directions, but we didn't give up. We found a way to make what we had built successful with the collapse of the real estate market. You will always find a way. So first, never give up and ask for advice and help, even if you have to work for somebody for free. One, one thing that I always hear Gary Vaynerchuk say quite a bit is, is one of the things that he would do differently is he would go work at a marketing agency for free before he had started it. I would, he's, I would have spent a year or two working for someone who was already super successful. And I think that's great advice. I think that if I could have done that in the early stages of when we had decided we were going to start an agency, I had the wherewithal. I should have, and I wish I would have, I could have went and worked at an agency for six months or a year before I actually started ours. I would definitely put yourself out there in a way that you aren't asking for money in exchange for learning and validating your skills. And you'll get the recognition and rewards for doing that. Thank you very much, Jeff, for this advice. And I hope our listener will find it useful and will use it. So what is the best way to reach you? Um, you can go to boostmediagroup.com, which is uh, the marketing agency. Or you can go to my personal website, which is jeff.marketing. And you, uh, if you go to either of those sites, you can uh, schedule an appointment with me. I always uh, allow... Anybody who would like a half hour of my time for free has the ability to, to schedule that. So they can go to jeff.marketing and fill out a, a quick little form there. And my assistant will get back to them and schedule a free introductory phone call with me. And they can uh, take it from there. Thank you very much, Jeff, for your time. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. And see you next time. Thank you so much as well. Have a great day. Have a great day, you too. 
Okay, we hope you find this episode of the Roadmap to Wealth useful, and you can find the show notes at elenamorel.com. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you so much for spending the time listening in today's episode. See you next week on the Roadmap to Wealth podcast.